What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Alex Cherwick, and I am back with another episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Hope everybody is well, hope everybody is healthy, and I hope everybody is staying safe. So, let's talk about basic rights in the United States, right? Let's talk about hypocrisy in the United States, right? And this double standard in the United States, right? See, basic constitutional rights are not viewed to be equally uh, to be equally for everyone in the country. And here's a good example. I was on I was I, I happened to be browsing my Facebook like I always do. And I ran across, uh, I think, two or three articles, uh, two or three posts where people were posting the first day of Major League Baseball. And let's just say that it has not started without controversy. Um Major League Baseball, they had an opening day and they had many players from both teams in stadiums across the United States taking a knee before the national anthem. Um, and it appears that those those players were taking a knee uh, maybe in commemoration or supporting Black Lives Matter. Um, but people are posting it and they're saying some really nasty stuff, um, you know, saying things like, you know, they need to be crucified basically uh, and that they are not going to watch major league baseball anymore because these players decided to um, kneel for what they think the players were kneeling for the national anthem. But what people don't know is that uh, they weren't kneeling for the national anthem, right? So they were actually kneeling before the national anthem and reports are that the major league baseball players were all actually standing for the national anthem. Now, to get to the point of them kneeling before the national anthem, let's get that out of the way uh, before people think that uh, that that all these players were kneeling during the national anthem. They were not kneeling during the national anthem. They were kneeling before to show some solidarity and support for what I believe is Black Lives Matter um, and racial uh, injustice within this country. So. One player from the San Francisco 49ers named Sam Coonrod. That's a interesting name, right? Sam Coonrod decided not to kneel. Now, if you see the picture, it's pretty compelling, right? He, there, all his players, all his, uh, what do you call them? Teammates are kneeling down and he is standing. Now, listen, I respect that 100% and I support it. Right. That's his right. That's his guy given right to do it. Um, he said uh, Sam Coonrod, the, the player of the San Francisco 49ers, said he said that I can kneel before I can't. He said I cannot kneel before anything besides God. Now, listen, as a Muslim, that resonates with me more than anything, anything. Right. I support that 100 percent. However, it is very interesting to see how people are demonizing the players who kneeled. Right. By the way, they by the way, they kneeled before the anthem and actually stood during the playing of the national anthem. Now, I think that um, if you look at the narrative that some of these people are, are, are painting, whether it be social media and the media overnight, they have made Sam Coonrod a hero, per se. Now, here's my 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 main issue with Americans and the double standard, right? Kaepernick decides to kneel peacefully and he is damn near crucified. Right. And he's actually kneeling for a legit cause. Sam Coonrod does the opposite and he stands. And what he says, what he says about his religion, using this religion 
is showing people I wouldn't say showing, but there is causing people to spin a different narrative. Right now, I have a problem with people weaponizing both actions from whether it be Kaepernick or this baseball player. Right. I have a serious problem with that. And it, it always it, it always runs through my veins where it's like black people in this country cannot protest in any way. Right. People. It seems like we can't protest with in any way without people I would say right wingers, um, you know, Republicans or whoever, people that just may be racist, biased and, and, and just feel like they need to control the narrative of everything. Right. They are always in the way and always trying to tell black people how to protest. Right. If, if you want to sit and protest, you can't do that. If you want to kneel and protest, you definitely can't do that. If you want to get out in the streets and protest, black people, you definitely can't do that. If you want to wear a shirt with something that is uh, that is socially, um, what do you call it? Um, socially uh, acknowledging something about social justice. You can't do that either. So I, my question is to, 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 to white America, because that's who I'm going to talk to, or anybody that opposed some of these social justice movements, what is how tell us how to how can we protest? Because obviously not everyone in this country is treated equally under the First Amendment. Right. Especially not black people. Now, before you think and before the people that may be listening that that are that are, that don't agree with the protesting of black people when it comes to Black Lives Matter and social justice, police brutality, all that. Let me just preface this by saying that I do not condone violence and I do not condone rioting. So before you get my words screwed up and say, oh, well, I guess you support riot and violence. No, that's not what I'm saying. But even when you have people peacefully protesting, there are some people, a lot of people in this country that still attack it. They still demonize black people for protesting in those ways. And you know what the irony of it is? The thing that, that really pisses me off is some white people like to come out and say, well, you remember Martin Luther King, right? Martin Luther King, he was he was a peaceful protester. And I'm like, this is this pisses me off because a lot of people want to um, mention Dr. Martin Luther King. And they want to always throw it in black people's faces when they're protesting. And sometimes it's a not so nice protest, but they like to throw Martin Luther King in people's faces because they're like, look at him. He's the great example for a peaceful protest. However, people always decide not to tell the whole story. Yes, Martin Luther King was nonviolent, peaceful protester. But if you're going to tell a story, tell the whole story. Still tell that, yeah, he did peacefully protest. But guess what? He still got spit on. He still got beat up. He still got arrested. They still put dogs on him. They still spray, sprayed him with fire hoses. They still got garbage and food and everything else thrown on him. And they still killed him. And he was a peaceful protester. So sometimes white America likes to pull out black heroes, but they only want to select only the things that they want to select for their narrative at that point to 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 attack whatever movement that is in front of them. I mean, think about it. White people love Muhammad Ali today. Right. They love Muhammad Ali. However, back then in the 60s, when he said, look, I'm not going to fight no Vietcom. Because I got to fight the white man right here in America. But nobody, they, they're not going to talk about that. They, they, if, if Muhammad Ali was, was doing that 
present day, right? If he was to, if he was here today, they would be crucifying him just like they did back in the 60s. But everybody loves Muhammad Ali. So in comparison, I would say, well, um, let's just say Ka- Kaepernick is the modern day Ali. Now, I know a lot of people that may be listening are going to be triggered by that and say, there's no way Kaepernick is like Ali. He's not the greatest. Duh, 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 duh. And just coming up with stupid stuff. When I when I when I'm saying when I'm saying um, in, in correlation to Ali, I mean, when it comes to social justice. I mean, Muhammad Ali lost his champ, you know, lost the heavyweight belt. I mean, this man didn't fight for a while, but he was he was willing to die on that hill that he is not going over there in the draft to fight somebody who's never done him anything. But he can't even get equal rights in his own country. Now, yes, things have certainly changed since then. But what also people don't understand is that, guess what? That was like, what, 55 years ago or something? That wasn't that long ago. It seems like America tends to forget. America tends to forget a lot of times. Like, yo, the civil rights struggle was not that long ago. That was in my parents' generation of being born. My grandmothers were alive and well and walking around then. So when you say America like we've made all this progress. I'm like my grandmother, my grandfathers, they were affected by this, right? Our parents were born during that time. That wasn't that long ago. So people, people really have a tendency to forget. And for centuries and for time and time and time again, we are, people have always, you know, and, 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 and anybody that knows me know that, I really try to walk a middle road. I really, really do. I try to walk in the middle of the road. Um, I try to not use the the construct of race um, to to dictate my life. I really try not to. But it's really hard when you constantly see these contradictions in your society when it comes to people of color, black people, when it comes to protesting or having the same equality under the rights that they say are for all people. America was never meant to be built for black people. That's just the truth. And you're going to hear an upcoming podcast that I'm going to be talking about the Constitution of the United States. And I'm going to be talking about the Declaration of Independence to prove that. Um, And sometimes when you throw that in people's faces, they don't like it. Uh, But if you go back to the sacred document, it is very, very clear that this country was never made for us. It was the, the the policies and everything that came around to to establish this country, the Constitution, the Declaration, all that stuff was never made for people of color. Let's just be real about it. Let's be true about it. So if I got anybody that, that consider themselves a constitutionalist or a patriot or a countryman or whatever, nationalist, that's great. That's fine. However, I want you to take some time to challenge yourself to actually go read the document that you say is so sacred. I want you to do the research on the history of this country and you will see a extreme um, polarization of issues. There is no there's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. And if you can't acknowledge that, then there is a problem. Me personally, I'm not asking for you to give me no reparations. But I will ask that you allow me to protest peacefully or protest the way I I am. I am um, I am given under the rights of the Constitution. 
without attacking me or demonizing me. I want that 100 percent because we know that things look different. And I hate to say this. Oh, I really hate to say this. But in a lot of cases, it's true. You know, when you look at when, when we, people say, well, if a black person would have did that, it probably would have ended different. And a lot of times that is the truth, because look at what's happening with the protests. You can be a white person. You can storm the castle with guns. Right. And you can protest not wanting to wear a mask. You can, you can storm a, a, a government building. I wouldn't say storm. That might be a little extreme, but you can show up to a government building with guns and tactical gear and white skin and protest the fact that you don't want to wear a mask. Right. But if a man decides to take a knee and protest police brutality, y'all want to kill him. Y'all want to crucify him. Y'all want to cancel him. Right. I don't think that's right. And if you can't see that, if you can't understand that that is a serious issue, if you really can't understand that, then I don't think there's much hope for you. And to be honest, I'm really hopeless most of the time or some of the time, because that same mindset, that same attitude right there, it always prevails. It always prevails and sucks the narrative and controls the narrative of whatever it touches or whatever it becomes a part of. Some people like to call that white supremacy, but I'm not going to go too far in deep. But but the, the main thing that, that I want to say about this is, uh, like I said, I, I have a problem with people weaponizing both behaviors, whether it be a Kaepernick or whether it be this baseball player. You know what I mean? I wish that people would stop acting like ninth graders in a polarizing high school popularity contest. If we could just stop that and recognize the right that both of them have and respect that and move on with our lives, they're not even hurting anybody. That's the that's another thing. Like people that peacefully protest in those ways um, <clears throat> and they're making a statement, they're not hurting anyone. They're not hurting anyone at all. But sometimes there is a certain group of people that may be affiliated with a certain political group or political ideology or political choice that will always turn around, whether it be the right or the left, and they're going to demonize the person that's on the opposite side. Right before I got on the air, I actually saw an article where uh, there were some WNBA players who were out on the court. And as they prepped to play for the national anthem, the ladies dropped their balls. Oh, I didn't even sound right. Um, how can I say this without sounding too provocative? The ladies... Um, uh, they put their basketballs down, left the court at the start of the national anthem because that was their way of making a statement and protesting um, police brutality or any kind of social injustice. Now, I am waiting. I mean, I am salivating to see how Fox News is going to grab this. I'm dying to see what my right wing friends are going to say about this. I mean, I can see this. I can see some nasty things being said about being said about these women. But guess what? They have the right to do that. If y'all say this is America and, and, and all Americans have rights and so-called freedom, why does it why is it different for one group of people, a demographic of people, but it be OK? Why is it not OK for one demographic of people, but it's OK for the other? I have a serious problem with that. 
And to be honest, this kind of construct of race is going to always keep us down. It's going to always keep us uh, in a perpetual dangerous cycle. Something that I don't feel that we're never, ever, ever going to get out of. So why can't we just respect both actions or both people who may be involved or, or both groups and their right to peacefully protest? Why can't we just respect that? Right. But then again, people don't want to face the fact that the Constitution of the nine of the United States at its incision was never meant for people of color. It was never, ever meant for people of color in this country. America is just full of BS, man. It's just full of BS sometimes. But like in my other show, people are going to hear this. Like I said in my other show, people are going to hear this and they're going to think that I hate America. I do not. I do not hate America. I actually love America. But even still, I have a right to criticize America and the things that we should do better. If a white person decides to protest. Great. It's your right. Have at it, buddy. But if a black person decides to protest, we should be treated equally under those same rights and not crucified and antagonized. And even when you look at political parties, it should be the same reciprocal thing. So the left shouldn't be beating up the right wing if they decide to protest and vice versa. Right. So whether you're black or white, but it seems like the political parties have much more pull than than the racial thing. Oh, man. So much going on today. So much, so much, so much. So I just wanted to bring that to y'all attention. You know, I really wanted to um, just talk about that for a minute because there's so much more, there's so much going on in the United States right now that it is literally information issue crisis overload. There's so much going on and there's so much to talk about. So, you know, in the future, you about to, this week, I'm going to be hitting y'all with a lot of content. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Portland Riots slash protests slash federal troops slash Trump slash Ted Wheeler slash Joanne Hardesty and all the rest of the city council goons. I would be talking about that. But as always, I want to end my show on a positive note. Love is real, y'all. Find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. Do not be afraid to speak up when you see injustice and despair. Please seek to find true balance and don't just stay in your box talking to people who only want to validate what you feel and what you believe. To grow, we must challenge ourselves. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Peace. Peace.